This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. By the way, we have a new guest, another guest, a uh, possible future host on WABC, and I look forward to it. Uh, we have Melissa DeRosa. And today, I understand, I understand that you have some breaking news for us that, that you, uh, Tell us the breaking news. You have a new uh, a new book, book, a new bombshell book, a maybe a tell-all, right? I do, I do, and I I will talk about the book, but then I want to go back and talk about the conversation you guys were just having because that was what was really interesting. <laughs> but yes, I, today my publisher announced that I'm coming out with a book in October that's called "What's Left Unsaid," which is sort of says it all. It's you know the press reports a lot of things. Does People that mean you, does that mean you that. can't say anything till October? <laughs> It means I can't get into the details until October, but what I can say, John, is that I All right, you're hired October 1st. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not September 31st? <laughs> so, so, well, I'll there is no 31 days. That's why I was yeah. asking. Yeah. I knew you'd but, know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we all lived through, and, and I don't even think we really have appreciation for what we all as a society, a country, a world, frankly, lived through. During COVID, I think it was an incredibly traumatic period of time for all of us. We lived through a once in a century pandemic. I think that historians are going to study this period of time, you know, for generations to come. And I sort of appreciated while I was living through it, what I was living through, the decisions that I was making, the conversations I was a part of. And so I, I you know, took notes. I scrupulously sort of made sure that I was recounting everything properly and then obviously what i never anticipated was 2021 and the downfall of the administration and sort of the hysteria that ensued after the pandemic or still we were in the middle of the pandemic but while it was all going on and so you know a lot of people have had a lot to say about me about the former governor about the administration about covid about the choices we made and didn't made about trump about de blasio about all these things and there was a part of me that was like, you know what? I lived it. I lived it. I was in the room. I'm going to stop letting everyone else tell my story for me. I'm going to stop letting the press and others distort history. And I'm going to give a firsthand account of what all of that was for me and the people around me. And, you know, I will let anyone take shots at it and try to pull it apart. It's exactly as it happened. And I'm really excited that it's coming out in the fall. I understand that uh, uh, former Governor Cuomo had uh, he came out with some uh, kind of editorial today, uh, op-ed piece in the uh, uh, in the Daily News. Uh, what did it say, Rita? Yeah, he basically talked about um, why there was sort of a flight out of New York for a lot of reasons, um, talking about how it never came back after, you know, after the pandemic, but also taxes crime uh the list goes on and on uh, i mean there are so many problems with new york and everybody's moving out melissa i mean it, it is a disaster well you know i will let governor cuomo speak for himself i did read that op-ed this morning but i think that you know his overall point i obviously agree with and i think we all sort of agree with it we're we are at a moment in time 
where we have reached a tipping point. And we can either all come together and try to solve these problems and deal with taxes, crime, affordability, all of these things, or we can continue to sort of pull apart and let the far, you know, extremes of the various parties, but in New York specifically, the far left wing of the Democratic Party, make it worse and bring us to a point of no return. And, you know, I think that I think that like-minded, good sort of centrist people have to come together and have wisdom prevail so that New York can be New York again and that we can sort of solve the problems that we're facing. But right now, it doesn't feel great, to be honest. And by the way, Melissa, I mean, speaking of which, crime is skyrocketing. I'm just thinking of these two videos that everybody's talking about um, versus the New York police officer, the female, who's just standing there with other cops. She's in uniform and a repeat offender comes over and clocks her uh, with a glass bottle. I mean, that somebody no, feels it's, emboldened. It's, and then the guy in the elevator who gets clocked no, by a guy. I, I mean, how do we turn it around? You got a judge now. You got Rowan Wilson, who's now been, uh, you know, uh, basically uh, confirmed from the state Senate. And he's a lefty, the, too. Well, I want to know from Melissa, is the exodus going to stop? Is there anything going to happen in Albany to stop the exodus? Or, is, you know, the Siena poll, what did it say? That one-third of all New Yorkers want to leave over the next five years. Exactly. We're not going to go to Chicago, that's for sure. <laughs> We're that's off the list, Governor Pataki. That's off the list. But I tell you, I need, no. a, I need a blood pressure pill after listening to this. Forgive me. No, uh, Governor Pataki, I mean, you remember, you were there after 9-11. I feel like we're facing sort of that situation, but worse. And the question is, how do we all pull together and bring ourselves back from the brink? I mean, you you lived it the first time around. What do you think? Uh, to me, it's pretty simple. And, it, and it's, But I have to say it's galling to hear Governor Cuomo talking about we need tougher criminal justice laws and tax cuts. When he put the no-bail law in his budget so the legislature had no choice to change it, and he put in place temporary taxes that are still in place today. So we do need tax cuts. We do need to change the criminal justice system. Uh, and I just hope that there are those uh, with the courage to actually stand up and do it. Otherwise, we are going to lose. We're not, continue listen, to lose people. If we don't stop the exodus, uh, who do, all these people collecting these pensions, who's going to pay them? Well, one thing you that's... Know. Can I say one quick thing on this? Yeah, go ahead. This is Stephen Moore, Um, our economist here. I could never understand the logic of this. And you and I talked about this when you were governor. This is the financial capital of the world. Oh, I'm right. not sure about it. It, it, was. Was. it, it was. It was. It was. It, yeah, and I think J- it still is, Morgan, but it's hanging J.P. like Morgan a J.P. Morgan has more employees in Texas Does it? than they do in New York State. So my point is, why would a why would a place that is supposed to be the financial capital of the world have the highest taxes on financial capital. I mean, that would be like Texas putting, you know, a special tax on uh, cows or, you know, Idaho people having a special tax on potatoes. You don't protect the industry here that is so critical. The reality is that we have been number two in income taxes since Governor Mario Cuomo and Governor Pataki were governor. That is a fact. It's been California and then New York. And so the reality is it's always been that way. The situation well, now well, Listen, this is George Pataki. Forgive me for interrupting, but that's not true. When I was over my 12 years, we cut taxes by a total of $147 billion, and our tax rate was lower than most of the states, particularly in the Northeast. Uh, and then after I left uh, is when they went back up to where they were under the prior Governor Cuomo. 
Well, I, I will be happy to be wrong on that, but I will go back and double check. But my point is that the personal income taxes in New York have always been sky high as compared to Florida and Texas and much of the South. The difference was that pre-COVID, people had to be in New York. We were the center of the universe. We were Broadway. We were fashion. We were Wall Street. We were all of these things. And the problem that we now face and we have to come to terms with is that in a post-COVID economy, when you do not have to be in the most expensive city in the country, sans maybe San Francisco, and everyone all of a sudden has choices, you're going to go to both where there's no income taxes, low income taxes, and good weather. Why wouldn't you? And, you don't have to be here anymore. And you have crime. I mean, uh, to Governor Pataki's point, I mean, look at the uh, the climate Listen, that we're I living in, forgive, too. You know? I could forgive a lot of things. But if they keep the crime going in New York, forget about it. The exodus will not stop. Well, look, and this is another point, and I think you have to be fair and you have to play bull. You've got to, like, give it straight, right? When you look at the top 20 cities in the country where crime is a problem, New York is not on that list. But we're but scared. Uh, Melissa, is, we're scared. No, People exactly, are scared. That's what I was going to say, Rita. The problem is because of our density and because of, frankly, the real estate problem where you have all of these empty storefronts, All of these streets in New York where you used to feel safe because it was bustling and people were there and you were excited and there was commerce. It's bustling. It's It's bustling. But only Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. (laughs) I'm not sure about Tuesday. I don't like to, you know, I don't like to walk home from restaurants at 930 at night. I live on the Upper East Side. and, And I never felt that way 15 years ago. And so there there's a lot of complex issues here. And we need real leaders to take them on. And my fear is we don't have them right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you uh, for, for coming on, Melissa. We love you. But uh, we felt safer when Governor Pataki was governor. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> uh, thank you so all much right, for guys. coming on. And we'll talk again real soon. And uh, that's all we want. We want New Yorkers to be safe. God bless. Congrats uh, on the book, by the you. way, too. Congrats on the book.